Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, a loose Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and for once, more of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, as you will come to see, about four dads from our world flung into the Forgotten Realms in a quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close. Now, here's where we are in the story. We're hanging out with a bunch of hippies 
who are into vegetarianism and not eating meat. So I thought that there'd be a good time to talk a little bit about Glenn's gustatory habits. Glenn's favorite vegetable mm-hmm. is deep fried. Nice. Deep fried vegetables. Freddie, I feel like you're chomping Henry's flavor with these reversal on the favorite blank. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a trademark? Of, oh, sorry. One second, guys. I have a motorcycle gang literally pulling up. I thought up that was to, like the wind or something. That was me growling in disapproval at Freddie's dad. <laughs> so this motorcycle gang thinks I'm so cool. They want to come. They keep trying to indict me in the keep gang. Keep trying to hang out. Ask if you join. Uh, right yeah. on the window. Uh huh. Deep fried any vegetables. So number one on the list. Fries, French mm-hmm. fries. That's a vegetable. That's a vegetable. Yep. You know what it is? It's like a reverse Henry fact. <laughs> yeah. It goes exactly where you think it'll go. It goes to the opposite zag from whatever Henry's dad fact would be. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. I want more weird Glenn facts. Deep fried vegetables. Deep fried. That's deep what Glenn's fried. got now, this week. Does that week. apply to any vegetable? Like, or yes, any vegetable. Any vegetable is made better by deep frying. Anything deep fried tastes good. I haven't had anything deep fried that doesn't taste good. So. Even even candies, even Oreos. Yeah, yeah good. remember when I had that deep fried Oreo at Lake Arrowhead and it was yeah. it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. fine. You no, know Oreos are already perfect. They don't taste better once they're fried. No, that's like putting a that's like putting a top hat on a top hat. You know, like <laughs> what are you doing? It's like putting a top hat on the Mona Lisa. Literally too arousing. <laughs> <laughs> that, all right, my name is Matt Arnold, a real dad playing oh, a oh fake God, dad called Daryl Wilson. Piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yep, that's right. Playing a dad named Daryl Wilson, who is a stay-at-home coach dad who becomes a barbarian when he enters the Forgotten Realms. Little dad fact about Daryl. So it's been a while since we've heard about his uh, his home brewing. The last beer Daryl made before he uh, lost everything and got sucked into the Forgotten Realms <laughs> um, is he's going ambitious here. He made a barley wine. A barley wine? What is he at, a Renaissance Fair orgy? What is that about? It's a barley wine. And it's called Access with a picture of Grant ED. So it's Access Granted. And he's going to age it for 10 years so that he can have it when he's 21. That's fun. Oh, that's super and sweet. Right now, he's got Whoa. 21 spots on the label. And he's been putting a picture every birthday. He's going to add another picture to the bottle. And then he's going to give it to him when he's 21. I can't <laughs> wait for Grant to pretend that's his first time drinking when uh, Daryl is. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, son. Your first sip of alcohol. Hi, I'm Will. I play Henry Oak, Birkenstock Rock, and Granola Munch and Hippie Nature Crunchy Munchy Druid Dad from the Forgotten Realms. Oh, from, hey! Yeah, a little extra splishy oh. splash on there for you. A little dash of Henry right there. Just uh, adding to the uh, to the rhythm of it. A little whap. Um, no, take oh, that out, please. Um, <laughs> a little whap? Is that what you just said? He's a splishy splash. I'm sorry. Uh, Henry thinks that whap means welcome, accepting peacefulness. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I thought about I thought about doing a whap. <laughs> Henry's dad fact this week is: I think it's time for me to reveal something about Henry, which is why he hates horses. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can tell, in Oakvale, they've got like a naming convention. It's like a name of an animal, and then re oak, right? Like that's like bear re oak or Henry. Oh, they do pronounce it bar, which means I think I don't know what that's the- about. I feel like Anthony's <laughs> gonna blackjack us with some weird twist with what's going on there. Oh yeah, sure. It's a part of an amazing plan I have, and not just the fact that I forgot that they were all animal names for the first time you came to the fucking... <laughs> um, Henry's tormentor as a kid, his bully as a kid, was another kid in the commune named Horse. Uh, or rather named Horse Horsey Oak. 
So Horsey <laughs> Oak used to bully Henry around, and he once Wait. he. <laughs> It's no. horse re, right? No, horse no, no, re. no. It's no. horsey oak, and I'll explain okay. why. It's because okay. re oak means you're from Oakvale, where sea oak means you're from like the suburbs outside of uh, Oakvale. <laughs> and then BCC oak means that they can't tell whether or not you're in. His name is horsey. His name is horsey. His name was whore sea oak. Whore sea oak is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, horsey. It's damn it. No, don't take this from me. His name is Horsey Oak. His name he's is Horsey Oak. The, I, I was going to do a whole joke about how he's from the valley outside of Oakvale, and it was going to be a valley reference. It was going to be a funny L.A. joke, but you guys ruined it. Now By I turning it into horses. a joke for everyone. Now, I Wait, hate horses because you ruined my This doesn't make sense. This no, does not make sense. sense. No, and no, why no, does no, it no, not no. make sense, Just Freddy? because someone is named the name horse doesn't mean you hate four-legged animals it with needs, long faces. No, it's just that when Henry came to our world and forgot his past, yep. he had a low-key suspicion and tension around the word horse. It was like a traumatic thing for him. Yep. You know, Freddie, if you ever have like a child and you begin to oh name a child, God. What, you'll, God. what you'll discover is that you can't name your kid anybody the name of anybody you've ever disliked in your entire life. So you'll find you and your partner like exchanging names and then be like, no, not that one. That person I hated like in elementary school. So I get it. I kind of feel like a uh, horsey oak was also, he was like a teen druid and would turn into a horse. Teen druid. That's the name. <laughs> he, that's it. That's the new teen series. Druid. It's that's called Teen Druid. Literally that's Animorphs. That's literally Animorphs. It's a real shame that you came up with the best possible <laughs> character and it's not what we're playing. It's so horsey oak was like a mean teen who would like turn into a horse and shit on uh, Henry's bed and stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> I out, fucking gallop love away horsey and be like, oak. Oh, <laughs> so, um, Anthony, you know, you know who's you know going to show up in this episode now, now. Anthony. I just tossed you the fucking keys to this Ferrari. So anytime, no, 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 the problem is you tossed me. You tossed me a villain that's better than the current villain we have. The reins <laughs> to the horse. That's like that's got some fucking Thanos killing Loki energy. Oh, are you kidding? It would be incredible if Barry's newest like fun partner that he like essentially his adopted yeah, his son, son is horsey. His adopted son. <laughs> Hi, my name is Beth May, and I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. Fun fact about Ron this week, and it relates to last week's episode or whatever week. I don't, I've lost all sense of time in 2020. <laughs> um, that Ron himself had a pet rock as a child, just as Ron was the pet rock to Henry recently. But Ron's father would not let him take any pets inside the house. No pets in the house. So Ron had to leave his rock outside among the other rocks, and he forgot which rock was his pet rock. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. That's very good. What did he do? Did he just move on with his life? Did he keep looking? I think he kept looking. I think it was there was some sort of, like, when your mom tells you, oh, yeah, he went to go play in the hamster coop with the other hamsters, and he oh, ran no. away to the garden or something. Do you think your dad... Knew what rock it was, walked outside and chucked the rock to make Threw sure you never it. find it. Oh my it gosh, again. I hadn't even considered that. I Dang, what a villain. I feel like, yeah, I'm not at liberty to say because Ron would not have even considered no. that, but like, yeah, Loki, yeah, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anthony Birch, your referee for this episode. Oh, oh I was going to make right. a referee Reference. joke. Oh, man. Hey, Anthony, sick reference. 
Yes. Right? Wait, yes. reference yes. to what? Dungeons and Dragons 1, they're called referees. They're not called Dungeon Masters, they're called referees. It's like they wanted it to be a sport. My ref... Yeah. <laughs> this was going to be the Dumb. first eSport. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Gax was like, what if there was a way to stream this? We could make it an eSport. You, you hard cut back to a girl saying like, I only date guys who are into sports, and then his fist tightening in anger. He's like, I'll show you a sport. We have a referee too. That's not what I'm most impressed about in terms of sports. <laughs> <laughs> so these last couple of weeks, we had our Patreon one-shots that we did. So basically, if you're an elite member of our Patreon, you can choose to like be in a, a one-shot in the Dungeons and Dragons universe that I, I will DM for you. Last time we did that, I was like, hey, whatever, if you want to create an item, I'll give it to the daddies in the real game, and then they'll use it. And I can't use that as a reward anymore because you guys have completely forgotten about the sort of pocket sand. So everybody's like, we don't want that. And I was like, okay. So... <laughs> What happened with the, Sorry, everybody. I ran them through the same session. It was really fun because I got two completely different experiences. One, we went through it and it was really cute and they did the puzzles and had little fun adventures and all that kind of stuff and it was great. The other group, it was four people and this is how they introduced themselves to me. They went, hi, I'm so-and-so. I look like this and I'm the bard of the group. Second person went, hi, I'm so-and-so. I look like this and I'm the bard of the group. The third person, oh, no. hi, I'm so-and-so. I look like this and it's I'm trip. the bard of the group. It was four bards. No. One of them had the ability to, he literally could not mathematically make a persuasion roll less than 21. It was what? impossible. <laughs> he min-maxed min min oh, shit man. out of it. So hard. They didn't That's do a single so fucking funny. puzzle that I put in That's front of them. So Not a single funny. combat. They <laughs> saw what you guys were doing on the podcast and went, That's child's play. Obviated everything. Freddie yeah, obviously oh, going to no. message this person and get those hints. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, because of the stuff that they accomplished in those, there may be a couple of moments where you see something you're like, what the hell is that? That hasn't been set up. And I will explain in the moment, or maybe you'll just be able to figure it out, that those are going to be small references to items or things or very weird stuff that happened. The events of those one shots were Walter got kidnapped and the kids hired some like mercenaries to go rescue them. Or bards. <laughs> so uh, basically you may see some odd Larkin Sparrow centric stuff that's going to sound like I completely ruined Larkin Sparrow's story. I promise you it's not what it sounds like. Everything will be fine. It's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I feel like you're the person at like the meeting or whatever, who is presenting <laughs> your own ideas as if there's somebody else's so that like, like, oh yeah, like my boss, he came up with this great, you might, you might think it's pretty dumb. Like, my hot I, girlfriend who lives in Canada thinks that this is a really good thing we should do. <laughs> you know, I thought it was pretty dumb at first. My boss, he's like fucking smart, thought that this is what we should do. <laughs> to be fair, none of these references sound any more niche than the kind of dumb LA shit I've been dropping lately. So, all right, let's jump into the the real wild world of Dungeons and Dragons 1.0. So to summarize what happened last episode, it was put to Henry that if he can go into the end of a particular dungeon that's in the town of Oakvale, he'll understand stuff about his past and why he'll want to stay in Oakvale and all this kind of stuff. The catch is the dungeon itself holds time within it so that anybody who steps into it immediately ages. And so the only way that you can get in safely is by putting your consciousness into a homunculus and then the homunculus can go in in your stead. The dungeon is governed by the rules of D&D 1.0. All of you agreed that you would go in with the exception of Glenn, who never even gets unconscious for uh, wisdom teeth removal. And uh, he and... <laughs> by the uh, way, that came out. I saw nary a fucking peep from anybody with DDS at the end of their name. I think they fucking know that I'm <laughs> oh, on to them. I'm on to them. Fucking liars. 
Wisdom teeth thieves steal my wisdom teeth. Somehow it does not surprise me that dentists don't listen to this podcast. I don't know why, but it makes sense. <laughs> so the plan, I believe, was that Glenn is going to stay outside along with the Lord of Chaos. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, when we last left you, Canary had basically turned around, produced a die that was the wrong shape uh, for the kind of <laughs> characters you're going to be rolling. Already off to a good start. She produced a d20 when she should have produced three separate d6s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and said, let's roll your characters. So... The question, first of all, is you guys have already built your characters out before we started. What do your homunculi look like? Because Canary goes, I can just make them look like you. They can just look identical if you want. Or would you want to be taller, like a little bit more buff? Do you want to have a fun mustache? Wait, we can be whatever we want? Yeah, whatever you want. I mean, as long as it's basically the same, you know, uh, six foot by two foot sort of humanoid Dan Marino. Shape. Dan Marino. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Don't worry about it, but I'm, I'm yep. Perfect. Sorry, what are you, how is this, how is this working, Daryl? Do you, like, ghost go behind her and, like, move her hands <laughs> over the... <laughs> to sculpt Dan Marino. The mud man and you sculpt Dan Marino? <laughs> yes, yes, this is exactly what happens. Oh, you have to craft it, Canary? Yeah, she took a bunch of mud out of the ground and is basically shaping it with her hands, like, and she's an amazing sculptor. First, she basically makes the figures of all of you and then asks, like, hey, do you want any, you know, do you want something special? And I presume you, you go behind her and turn yourself into Dan Marino? Think about the most <laughs> beautiful man that's ever lived with the heart of an eagle Wait, and the brain here, of Darryl. a dolphin. <laughs> and the, <laughs> yeah, well, nothing, pretty much the opposite of Ron. And, and hey, Daryl, that's wow. not okay. That's negative. Oh, sorry, that's Ron. I mean, thing to say. Ron, you're beautiful in your own way, but I would say in most ways, Damrino is actually pretty closely <laughs> opposite of you. You got a mustache. He doesn't. You're pretty short. He's pretty tall. He's very beautiful. You're you, you're great. You're a great guy. Keep talking, Daryl. My homunculus <laughs> is going to kick your homunculus's ass. Not possible, Ron. We'll see about that. Okay, so. Canary, can I go next? Yes, please. Okay, I would like to be six feet tall or even taller. Very, very tall. Not a problem. And then um, I would also like to be a dog. Uh. <laughs> and a big dog but not a too big dog to because i want to be a big dog but a big dog that could still go and sit on people's laps okay so i could make you i could make you six foot tall when you pop up onto your hind legs yes okay what kind of dog are we talking about oh i don't know there's so many that are i uh, i really like uh sort of poodly things or maybe a shepherdy thing some sort of gentle uh soft dog with kind eyes and my name will be sparky and i will love giving kisses and going for car rides so that perfect so for the first time in history somebody ethically manages to create a combination of the different dog traits that you mentioned <laughs> and <laughs> the exact dog that you just described now sits before you and uh, is it's like and it's Dan Marino it's Dan, yeah it looks just like Dan Marino it's weird she, yeah she, she just makes Dan Marino again <laughs> <laughs> like a dog? You have no. She makes an adorable dog. She doesn't make a second damn Reno. Okay. I would like to. You know, I I feel like I kind of just want to be myself in there. But could you give me like cool elf ears? I've always wanted to see what I would look like with cool elf ears. You know, and like maybe give me a look like without glasses, because you know, like I like how I look with my glasses on, but maybe on the other side I cannot have glasses. The moment you say elf ears, Daryl flashes back to Ron licking the elf ears, <laughs> and he just like he like he kind of shivers a little bit and steps just a little bit farther away from Ron. Well, wait a second. When did Ron lick elf ears? Yeah, when did I lick in the BDSM podcast? In the BDSM episode. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Beth. <laughs> That's what sex was. 
She makes a version of Henry. She like pulls on the frames of the glasses made of mud that she's done and like morphs them into ears, basically. Wow, Canary, you're really talented at this. Is, yeah, you've studied pottery the and conservation sculpture? of matter, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Not just that. It's just a, a hobby mind. And, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> we mm. don't work here anyway. That's it. It's a double joke. It's a joke on a joke. <laughs> oh, it's like a post-job society. Hey, Peyton, buddy. Wait, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Who are you going to be? Uh, well, I think you literally can't be more intimidating than this, he says, pointing at himself. So, uh, I think just make me again. And so as she's beginning to do that, she goes, hmm, I'm getting a weird old energy from you. That's right. And she goes over and she touches him and she pokes him in a very particular way. And you've seen him get, you know, bruised before you've seen him get cuts and all that kind of stuff. But when she pokes into him, his skin depresses just like it's mud. It's like, whoa, and then her finger hey, goes hey. In. what the hell is that? What and are you goes, doing? Oh, you're already one of we you. OK, so Barry Oak probably already made you, I guess. You look like you're a Barry Oak original. And he goes, I don't whoa. know what you're talking about, baby. <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah, no, I can see his little uh, his maker's mark kind of thing right there above your your left eyebrow. There's a little little tiny dot there. That's a Barry special. Barry made this? Barry made What? Oh, my, all right. Hold on. He's so, taught me how to do homunculi. Okay, so now Peyton is Daryl's dad, my brother, Ron's brother. <laughs> it's not Ron's brother. He is my brother. No, Ron. So Ron and I are brothers, yeah. and that means we're also Daryl's uncle? No, I'm your dad. You're my, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your dad. Both your dads. No, Peyton. My I'm dad's everyone's in you. dad. Everyone wow. is my child. Or you're in my dad. I'm not quite sure how it works. Everyone say daddy. I'm the uncle of your dad. And uh, we are family. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that Barry's got some explaining to do when we're Man. done with this. Okay. But what does that mean, Canary? Can he come with us? Yeah. But it seems like it's real dangerous in there. It, you know, like you, you only get one shot. You know, with this kind Do of not thing. not miss your opportunity. Dude, I don't want to, you know, but I just like, it'd be one thing if we were sending in like an avatar of Peyton, you know, like on with everyone else's avatars. But I don't like, if none of us are really risking our lives, I don't know if Peyton should risk his life. Yeah, I is mean, he going to get hurt cheaper. down there? Is he going to get hurt? I mean, if he does go down there and he gets hurt and his soul gets ejected from his homunculus, yeah, it can't go back into one. I mean, but he's like a kid, right? He's got a body somewhere that is his soul could just go back to, right? We, we don't know that. Oh, that's dark. We thought he was just created as like a vessel to hold, you know, oh. s- other, other stuff. That doesn't sound like something Barry would do. That sounds kind of cruel. But I uh, assumed well, that he was going to be a kid's. It was like like this. She points at Dan Marino and then she points at Daryl. I assumed there was just like an uglier version of this man running around somewhere. I mean, you're not lying. You're not lying. I'm just staring at Dan Marino. I'm just like not lying. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I, I suppose if something bad happens to Peyton in there, then yeah, I guess his soul will just sort of dissipate into the ether. I oh, mean, Peyton's like, I mean, I've always been living like I only have one life to live anyway. This ain't no different for the mm. dog. So I don't know what to tell you. Dad huddle. Excuse us, Peyton. Oh, Guys, I, I yeah. don't, I don't think Peyton should go in there. I, yeah, I, it's a little dangerous. That's a little rowdy. It does seem like Peyton, buddy. I think you might have to sit this one out. I think it's a little, Oh my God, you would ever let me do it. None of us will fun. get hurt if we're in there. Fine. I'll guard the children again. Yes. He says, gesturing at Glenn and the Lord of chaos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, I guess it'll just be the three of us. Oh, all right. Jeez Louise. So Canary goes, all right, are you ready to change clothes, as it were? <sighs> We've gone through a lot of crazy stuff, gang. And I just want to say, like, this is going to be a trippy one. And I really appreciate my fellow dads helping me out with this. And I know this is going to be really scary. So we're here for you, man. All right. Hey, and do you mind? And Frank, can I just get like, yo, just like be safe out here and like watch, watch out for Glenn. Get, can I get a hug? Yep. Yep. Come here. Hug your daddy. Hug your daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, I give him big bear hug. All yeah, right. he goes big bear um, hug, and he tries to squeeze you as hard as he possibly can, but you're squeezing him far harder. And he goes like, "Yeah, you can't breathe." 
And quick secret for uh, Lark and Sparrow, just just threaten them with boredom. I like it. And Glenn, just don't do anything he says. <laughs> don't, not a problem. Okay. Why start now? <laughs> okay. okay. Henry tearfully turns to his beautiful boys and says, Lord of Chaos, uh, I'll, yes. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side of this and be a very good Lord of Chaos until I get back. Uh, we are both going to spend the next 10 seconds pretending that we're not hoping you're going to get into terrible danger from which we have to save you. Well, So in that 10 seconds, we can say all manner of very sweet thing about how much you mean to us as a father, but know that we are secretly wishing for you to get into peril. Well, that hurts my feelings, but we'll talk about that <laughs> when I get back. The 10 seconds are up. We hope you die. <laughs> oh, That's not fair. You don't mean that. I'm your old man. Of come course on. not. We don't want you to die. We want you to get very close, and then mm. we, the Lord of Chaos, will run in as the true hero that we always knew we could be, and we, we got to talk you. about how you guys are still watching action movies. I thought we banned those. I don't they know how good. you're still seeing those. They're like John all Wick. of the... Wick, John. <laughs> They're like all of the Grey's Anatomy audience. Ooh, we don't want them to die. We want them to get really close, though. That's it. No more Grey's Anatomy. And then the no! Goes. We love Grey's Anatomy! Patrick Dempsey! So Canary goes, all right, who'd like to be first? I'll go first. Henry steps forward. So she walks over to you, and she goes, boop, and puts a hand on your nose, and then puts another hand on the nose of the Henry Oak homunculus, of the homunculus oak. And she goes, mm -hmm. and a one, and a two, and a... And uh, does very, a little <laughs> very mystical spell. Yeah, does a little explosion with her hands. And the last thing you see before everything goes dark for a second is her hand on your nose, and then beyond her, a version of you with no glasses and then elf ears. Mm. Everything goes dark, and when everything comes back, you're looking at sort of a mirror image of the same thing, but this version of you has glasses and no elf ears, and you can just feel that you are different, that you are inside a different body. Yes, may I tell you about that beautiful body that I am now in? If you phrase it differently. <laughs> <laughs> As Henry comes online, he feels in his bones that he is yearning. <laughs> Which is Henry backwards. <laughs> that's not like you're and in. And he is a level one magic user elf. And if you are an elf, you gain the following benefits in Dungeons and Dragons 1.0. That's why I asked for those elf ears. Elves are more able to note secret and hidden doors, able to locate secret passages on a roll of one to four. At the referee's option, elves may be allowed the chance to sense any secret door they pass, a one or a two indicating that they may become aware that something is there. Also, elves have the ability of moving silently and are nearly invisible in their gray-green cloaks. Delightful. Cool. I want to go. Canary puts her hands on your nose and then on Dan Marino's nose and she goes oh, and I put two. my hand on Dan Marino's nose also she goes that won't make it work it means you'll just go back into yourself you oh, okay, come on. <laughs> very good she goes one two and all of a sudden you're no longer looking at Dan Marino you are looking at Daryl who is kind of just I probably should have mentioned this with Henry too but like he's just sort of standing there with a blank look on his face like he's kind of sleepwalking like his eyes are still open but there's nobody home oh as uh, Daryl uh, appears in Dan Marino's body, uh, he looks around. He cannot believe it. He goes, hey, buddy, I'm Dan Marino. Nice to meet you. And he puts his hands out to Daryl. He goes, ah, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> if you put your hand out to Daryl, the Daryl falls over. <laughs> Daryl falls over. She goes, oh, no, I was going to. Well, oh, don't touch God. yourself. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt my back. <laughs> you can't touch yourself in D&D 1. So I did a random character generator, and one of the things that randomly generated was I have a missing limb. Oh. So I kind of want to stick with that. Okay. You know, one way he could lose his arm is that he can, like, go for the handshake, and then, like, Daryl, even though nothing's home, the muscle memory is still there. Yeah, and he goes for the handshake, and, and it back. rips his arm off. And rips off your arm. That's good. I like That's that. That's cool. And then when that happens, yes, Daryl just comes with this dope backstory where it's just like, yeah. 
It's like Furiosa meets Rookie of the Year. He's just been working on this one arm so strong. He's, so, the, he's so the farthest the thrower. The second he gets his arm ripped off, you turn to the others to go, okay, the backstory of why I lost my arm. <laughs> when everyone watched it happen. Yep. Terrell's <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> getting really into this. My character has been training his entire life with this super arm, Rookie of the Year style, to become the best thrower of like magical daggers. But they're like footballs. Like pretty much. I'm like throwing footballs, but they're daggers. Magic daggers. Cool. Uh, not just Ron Stern, right? Ron, come on in here. The water's warm. <laughs> or fine. I forget what the saying is. The water's the warm. water's warm means you peed in it. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. That too. All right. Canary puts her hands on your nose, then a hands on the doggy's nose, Aww. and she goes one, two, and suddenly you're looking at uh, Ron's crotch. <gasps> oh my gosh! What a handsome boy! I'm gonna sniff it. Uh, it smells trustworthy. Ron, stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hey guys, I'm really happy to see everybody. I'm, I've never been this happy to see anybody in my life. I'm so happy to see you all. Uh, Mark and Sparrow immediately come over and they go, can we pet you? Please do. I love that. And they go, yay. And they yay. just, four hands are just like running up and down you and scratching you and having a grand old time. And Peyton's like, is a good boy. <laughs> while we're here and while I'm being such a good boy, I should tell you that I am a, a fighter and, uh. Yes, you are. Let's see. Yes. Yes, I am. I am. I have a lot of equipment, but none of it really makes sense for a dog to have. But I will say that I have a plate armor, but it moves so that I only use it on my little doggy chest because otherwise people couldn't pet me. If a dog had plate armor, would it wear it like, like this <laughs> or like this? Honestly, the idea of like a terrier poodle mix with plate armor is very fucking cute. It's like, yeah. a, war like a little vest. Yes, oh. it's like wardrobe. Yeah, the vest. Like, yeah, oh, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You can walk into the dungeon if you so How wish. strong are the homunculuses? Oh, yeah. How many HP does each homunculus have? Oh, so this is what I was going to say. Dungeons and Dragons 1.0, for all of you who don't know, is very scary. And almost certainly we're all going to die immediately. So I was thinking it would be fun to not reveal how much HP we all have until we are about to get hit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Glenn. Yeah. Pick up our bodies and put them somewhere. Um. Yeah. Do you guys do you have like a... Like a dolly or something? Canary? We have a, a dolly in the form of the helping hands of the community, but we have a body torium that we can put you in to rest your bodies until we can put your souls we back We call inside. them the helpful Honda people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry, fellas. I got your uh, meat bags right here. I'm going to take care of them. Canary calls over some folks and uh, some of the Reoak gang. Firemen's carry your bodies away to a small hut that uh, looks to be relatively comfortable. There's a fair few other just unconscious people here. Hey, Henry, sorry, what was your name? Name again, Re Rien. Call me Yurna. Yurna. Hey, Yurna. Yeah. It so sounds like, like Yurin. Maybe just call me Henry. All right, Henry. <laughs> you know, I kind of in the de facto QB of this group, and now I'm like the literal QB. But this is your time, <laughs> so I'm just saying that you're the QB. So like, I'm more like the running back. I'm like Ward Marino. I'm like this running back, like doppelganger. It's all cool. Anyways, I'm okay. just saying like whatever you want, I'm here for you. Yeah, hey I, man, you, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, right. I'm a little freaked out. I'm still pretty nervous about what we're going to find in this mystery hatch, but I'm glad you're having fun with it, Daryl. You know, like it's important to find joy and awareness and, you know, bliss even in dark, scary moments. So, you know, I think your embracing of this Dan Marino persona, like it reminds me that even though I'm about to descend into a, a psychological nightmare, so to speak, and we find out horrors and things about myself, maybe I'm not ready to know, you know, maybe I could still have fun with it so you know i realize i've been taking this maybe not so seriously for you <laughs> go, oh oh yeah no man i'm sorry I, I, no I, no no i'm not saying to. that wasn't like a you know i'm just saying no, you know, i know it, i know but it's just hard to 
be that sad when you got such a good boy here with us. <laughs> I start shaking Ron's ears. I, I can shake just like Daryl can. See, I hold out <gasps> my you? paw. And I lift my hand out. We're <laughs> never going in this dungeon, are we? <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dungeons & Dice is brought to you this week by Rocket Money. Listen, you have subscriptions that you forgot about. I guarantee you, you have subscriptions that you're paying for. You're paying for every month that you don't even use anymore. Or sometimes you sign up for something and you sign up for something and the, the day later you don't even realize it. Rocket Money can cancel those subscriptions for you in a single click. And they'll even help negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. You just submit a picture of bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. Rocket Money, for those of you who don't know, personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place with one tap. And if you see something you don't want, you just help cancel it just by tapping your fingers. And their dashboard shows you monthly spending compared to last month so you can see where your habits are, see how you're doing, see how the trend lines are going. They can help you create a custom budget and keep your spending on track. Rocket Money is over 5 million users and saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddies. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddies. Rocketmoney.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by KiwiCo. It's time. It's summertime. You ever do outdoor stuff in the summer? I would ride bikes. No, I've never gone no, outside. I've never gone. What, well, uh, not, in, not in Phoenix. Yeah. Did you bike ride when you were like out in the summer or would you just bake? So when I was in Tucson when I was like bike riding age and yeah, we would just bake alive. The asphalt was so hot. And then by the time I was in Phoenix, I was in college, you know, who rides bikes? I do to get to class and yeah. to get to other places. And it was very hot. Yes. So okay. KiwiCo is inviting kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first ever summer adventure series. Ooh. Kids from two years old to teens can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks with enriching content and fun activities to accompany each project. They have something for everyone and they offer different topics for each age, whether your child wants to explore space Hell or learn yeah. about dinosaurs yes. or learn about how dinosaurs were killed by an object from oh space. I do have to say, looking at the KiwiCo website, there is a physics project for kids age five and up that is pinball? Are you freaking kidding Yo, me? Look at this marble oh, roller coaster. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and to stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure Series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where you build an actual bottle rocket, but not the kind that you light with a lighter. Help to turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. And, and Matt, as the parent in the room here. Yeah. Keeping your kid busy and creatively challenged. Constant struggle. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to avoid those screens. Then you got it. That's you the problem is that screens made them. Oh my it's God. A really screens easy make it way. so easy, but you want to avoid those screens. So you got to come up with fun stuff to do activities well, and like, look, you got a whole range, but you know how like you think you're prepared and you've got like a whole list of things you're like these activities this is going to last until my kids in college. 
No. You were an them by like age no. four. Kiwi Co. Like, already like, done all the marshmallows with no. toothpicks and all the all the like make your own water. But I've done all these things. Kiwi Co. doing that legwork for you, so you can spend quality time just tackling the projects together. It must be nice, Matt, to be able to do these and just be like, I don't have to think. I can just play with do it. it. Convenient and personalized. You'll receive either all your summer adventure crates at once or weekly for six weeks. Build the best summer ever with Kiwi Co. Get twenty percent off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com/slash/summerdaddies. That's the best code we've gotten That's so really far. Good. That's really Twenty percent off your summer adventure at Kiwi K I W I C O dot com slash summer daddies. One word: summer daddies. So before we go, I just want to make one quick correction. So the three possible character classes in D and D one point are, in descending order of how good they are named, a cleric. B, magic user, and C, it's not fighter, although the website that you guys use to make your characters calls it fighter. The official name for this character class is Fighting Man. I am <laughs> fighting a Fighting Man. man. <laughs> I'm a fighting dog. So you are a fighting dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we have to donate to the oh, ASPA. No, ASPA. No, no, no. No, it's fine. You're a dog who's a fighting man. That's less weird, right? Yeah, I'm a dog who fights a man. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, DreamWorks presents. Glenn, <laughs> from your perspective, you see a very large dog, slightly more attractive Henry, and Daniel Marino uh, <laughs> descending a hatch into a dungeon beyond the door of which you know not what lies. And as I see them walk down, I pull out. A doobie, and I light up that spliff. <laughs> oh my god! I spark my lighter. I light up that spliff. Take a deep drag, and I go. It's time to rock and roll, baby. Oh, what does that mean? Do <laughs> I was so relieved you didn't pull out your gun, and then I now I'm even more scared. I was also so relieved at the idea that like Freddie was just gonna sit out this episode. <laughs> Daryl's been mean this episode. Mean Daryl. That's what I thought for a second. The way Anthony was just going on. I was like, oh, I guess, I guess uh Freddie's just <laughs> I guess Freddie's just back there. Also, I feel like Canary would be like, yo, give me a hit of that. Are we gonna huh? what? Oh, you My want God. some of this? This is like actually oh this is like enough this. to share with the class. Huh? This is the love story that I'm here for. Oh, word, Canary, word? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Okay, you gotta be careful. This is some there's some dank. Uh, there's some uh, I think I know. I think I know what dank is. I live in a forest, okay? <laughs> I pass the doobie over to her, but as she holds her hand, I drop it accidentally into her palm. Into her palm, okay. So she goes, ah, and she reaches out to catch it. Her reflexes are pretty good. Oh, sorry, sorry. You almost dropped it there. Don't drop, don't drop the doob. Sorry, did I get you? Are you okay? Like, it was lit. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it hurt a little bit, but like. I'm sorry, shoot, my bad, my bad. That's hella harshing the vibe. My bad, my bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 it's cool, it's cool. Does she take a righteous drag? Yes, she takes a righteous drag. Earn that explicit tag on iTunes, baby. <laughs> what are the kids doing? So, uh, as I like that it's taken Glenn four seconds to <laughs> start yeah. smoking yep. weed in front of my children. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Canary takes a big old hit off of the joint and is like, oh, that's good. That's good. And then uh, the Lord of Chaos puts out its hand and goes, me next, please. Me next. It's my turn. And she goes, yeah, no problem. And like begins to like. Glenn's going to intercept. Glenn's going to intercept. Roll dexterity. (laughs) This is the best dexterity. Yeah, never come back to us. (laughs) Yeah, this is great. Yeah, we'll just cut to you guys having done the the dungeon already. Nine plus three, 12. Nine plus three, 12. Oh, 12? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, I got to give her a roll now. (laughs) 
Okay, so she goes, ooh, no bogarting, and she like <laughs> dodges your hand out of the air like a fucking kung fu move, and then hands it to the Lord of Chaos, and Lord of Chaos grabs it and goes, yay, and, and, and is just like holding it in his hand going, woo, 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 I'm an adult, hey, I'm an adult. Lord of Chaos, here's how you do it. You blow out on it to get the smoke to go. Blow out, sounds about right, and uh, the Lord of Chaos puts the weed up to its hood, and then some smoke just goes in the wrong direction, they go, Oh, yeah, that's some good stuff. That's some good. Oh, wait, just a second. Wait a second. Just a second. And then Lord of Chaos puts it down <laughs> to their crotch. And then the same thing happens again. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Why don't you pass that back? No problem. I loved it. Oh, that was so good. And he gives it back to you. And it's like, oh, it's like I'm flying. Nice. It's like I'm flying with my brother. Hey, somebody nice. in the circle put the joint to their crotch and then handed it. I'd be like, yo, are you okay? Like, I don't want that. Canary's like, wow, that's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Glenn, you tried. <laughs> So you descend down into the hatch and there is a stairwell that slowly gets darker the further down you get. And there is a door at the end of the stairwell that is closed. I open it. Okay. So Oh, and then I am about to open it and then I stop and go, wait, Henry, I forgot your time to shine, baby, and I take a step back. Okay. QB. Okay, thanks, Daryl. You got two options. You can either open it or close it or keep it closed. No other options. Thanks for uh, letting me uh, know the play, uh, Daryl. I appreciate that. Um, Henry looks at the door. What is he like? Tell me about this door. It is definitely not a Forgotten Realms door. It's not, you know, your typical tavern wooden thing with a little adorable gold filigree. No, this is a this is an earth door. It's a Dharma initiative door. It's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it is closer to a Dharma Initiative door than it is to a, like, Welcome to the Magic Tavern-ass door. Mm-hmm. It looks old. It looks like it's been overgrown a little bit. It looks like when you open it, it's probably going to squeak a little bit because of the elements uh, sort of hitting it over the course of many years. Mm-hmm. Can you hear anything behind it, Henry? I put my ear up to the door. There we go. That's what I was hoping you would do. I believe when you listen in this, so I'm basically trying to like speed find the different rules for D&D 1.0 in this 80 page document. And they're not that well written. But my understanding is that when you listen, you just hear whatever is on the other side if you're being careful enough to do so. That's so, good. Usually your hearing doesn't fluctuate over time. It's kind of here to you. Um, roll to see if your what ears about are my, good. What about my dog ears? What if I put my dog <gasps> oh. ears up against it? And then I scratch at the door a little bit and I go, whoop. Oh, it's very cute. It's gonna be bad when you fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Henry uh, hears some shuffling on the other end of the door. It sounds like the shuffling of one creature, and then you don't hear anything else because you hear the sound of Ron's adorable claws clawing on the door. I hold up a finger and I go, "I think there's one guy in there. Let's just be real careful, okay, everyone?" Okay. Oh wait, actually, I have something for this. And then Henry reaches into his bag. So I rolled 110 gold points, and then I bought pretty much one of everything. So uh, (laughs) Henry takes a step back and pulls from his bag a 10-foot pole. Ooh. And uh, he says, everyone get behind me. And then I use the pole to push the door open. While he's doing that, I'm preparing my cool death ray daggers or whatever they're called. Death <laughs> ray? De- what? Well, I have death ray or poison. Is How do you have ray? death what ray? That's not a level. Um, that is not a level one magic user spell. Excuse me. I see what you're saying. No, no, no. The thing on your character sheet that says death ray or poison 11, is that what you're referring to right next to your HP? Yeah. That's your saving throw, bro. That's your saving throw for somebody death ray or poisons you. Oh. Okay, but instead of daggers, can I have spiky footballs like blood? Like, I don't like, know, Matt. How'd you fucking spend your gold? <laughs> well, I have I have a dagger. So I'm saying I want, instead of a dagger, I got yes. that. Yes, okay, not a problem. Cool. I have a quiver of 20 arrows. <laughs> As a dog? <laughs> That's like, again, very cute. Me and Beth did random. So this is cute. why. Yeah. I have one week of rations also, so. 
<laughs> You'll be all set. I'm nervously eating and I'm holding my spiky football You're up. eating your way through two days of rations while looking <laughs> yeah. at this door. I have one week of iron rations. Is that like a vitamin or like actual? They got more fiber in them. Okay. <laughs> it's Special K. Okay, so. That's the cereal, right? Or is that the drug? Special it's K. The, it's, it's both. both, yeah. baby. Oh, did they name it? They named the, the drug after the cereal, not yeah. the other way yeah. around. Yeah. Okay. They named the cereal after the drug. You chase one with the other for complete breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had my ketamine pops this morning. They were great. No. <laughs> Gotta have my pops. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. Face down in a cereal bowl. Oh, dark. So with your 10-foot pole, you push open the door, and you can see the shadow of the figure walking around in there. It seems to be humanoid. Again, there only seems to be one of them, and it seems to be moving relatively slowly, kind of ambling about. I say, hail and well met, oh my God. fellow traveler, what, what? be ye friend or foe. So the figure stops, and then it turns toward the stairwell and then starts walking. As it's walking, we still can't see it until it gets closer, right? So as it's going, I toss, I have six torches for some reason, because <laughs> it's random. I toss all my torches in through the door slot, so it's hopefully illuminating him. Use that damn Reno throw to light him up. So you throw a torch in. So that means as it gets close to the door, you can see that it appears to be a normal human being, except its clothes are torn. Flesh is rotting off of its face. Mm, zombie. zombie. It's wearing like a Newsies hat. <laughs> you hate to see it. It looks like Christian Bale. <laughs> it's yeah, Bill it looks like Pullman. Christian Bale. <laughs> it raises its finger at you and it goes, and it starts walking up the stairs at you. It's a fairly narrow stairway, mm -hmm. so there's not really space to move around it. You can either... Attack it, try to push through it, or move back up the stairway. Like, I, what do you want to do? I poke it with the temple pole. Nice. Okay. Like to kind of scoot it to the side. Like I'm trying to <laughs> shuffle it away from us. Or like maybe <laughs> just like I'm just poking it to try to hold it back. I'm like, oh, there's a zombie coming towards us. What should we do? What should we do? If you want to like pin it up against the side with the pole, you could do that. But this is a very temporary solution. Yo, push it up and I hold my spiked ball. And uh, I'll just smash his head in a bunch. Okay, that's a great idea. I try to pin the zombie to the wall with the 10-foot pole so Daryl can get a clean hit on it with a football. All right, give me an attack roll. So I can just tell you the zombie's AC is 7, so you have to roll a 12 or above. Okay, I got a 13. The zombie is pinned. Uh, Daryl, go ahead and give me an attack as well. Do I get some sort of, like, not advantage, but is there any benefit for him pinning him? No, it just means he's not going to be able to counterattack. That, that he's is not going to be able to that, deliver the now. paper. <laughs> nice I rolled an 8 <laughs> So with an 8 you miss Your Dan Marino throwing arm betrays you Or maybe it doesn't Maybe the zombie just gets lucky And dodges out of the way at the last moment But it's still pinned And presumably it's going to stay there Actually why don't we get a uh, strength roll from Henry Uh oh well, how do I do that uh -oh. Boy I wish I knew <laughs> <laughs> Roll 1d6 for every level or hit dice that you have Okay so I have uh, One Hit dice, so... Because we're level one, right? Yeah, Okay, correct. I got a four. All right, so it's going to roll one hit dice, and we're going to see if it's higher or lower. Mm -hmm. One. Okay, so it's still pinned. All right. So Ron, is your turn now. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. That's happy dog, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, do something! Uh, I roll over. <laughs> and, then, and then I look at the zombie, and... Uh, I would like to rip its throat out with my muzzle. Nice. So is that going to be an unarmed attack? Or are you attacking it with like a doggy weapon or do you have a I weapon? I mean, my or? teeth are kind of a doggy weapon. I feel like that's like a dagger or something. Yeah, yeah. it feels like a, a dagger recently. Short range. So go ahead and roll a d20 and try to get a 12 or higher. Okay. Try real hard, Ben. I'm going to try. Ooh, I got 17. <laughs> okay, great. You lunge at this thing and bite into its zombie neck. Now roll a d6 of damage. I growl really quick, though. Arrgh, arrgh. Fantastic. And then I'm going to roll one. Take a little nibble. Uh, I get to roll a hit dice to see how much health it has at all. 
So let's see. Okay, so you've done half of its total life damage to it. <laughs> Good boy, Ron. Bark, bark. <laughs> Once again, it's back up to Henry. Henry is going to, I'm 10 feet away from it, so I'm just going to keep pinning it to the wall so my friends can keep going. So right what, what do I, is that an attack roll or a strength No, I, it's, I think you just do it because on its turn, it's going to try to resist and get away from you. So okay, I think cool. you're just good. And that's Daryl again. All right, I'm not going to miss this time. And I raise the spiked football and I bring it down on its head. Okay, cool. Go ahead and roll d d20. <laughs> got three. Okay. I feel like what's happening is the tip of the football is like doesn't have spikes on it. So I'm just like booping it on the head with a with a <laughs> soft part of the football. Yeah, so just boink and just like bounces off the top of its head. So it's going to go ahead and roll a d6 for its hit dice. And now, Henry, you're going to do the same. Okay, I, got, I got a three. All right, you got a two, so it's still held. Ha ha! Now it's Ron's turn. You know what? Let's just go for the old bark, bark, throat rip again. You know, why not? Why not? Let's Classic just do move. it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to roll this. I got 16. Okay. You bite it again. And uh, this time you just managed to chew through the rest of its neck and you decapitate the zombie and it is done for. Its head is still lolling around and its tongue is still like, rah, rah, but it is uh, effectively no threat to you at all. Anymore. I shake it in my mouth like a tennis ball and a rope and then I wag my tail. Adorable. Good boy, Good job, Ron. team. Good job, um, team. Thanks, we, all did, we all helped equally out. Yeah, we Good all job. tried. Thank um, you. Yep. Henry searches the body. And I want to look at this newsy cap, too. On the body, you find like a uh, hole inside of its chest, like a little entry wound of some sort. It doesn't have any items on it. So <laughs> the hat looks to be a classic 1930s, 20s, 40s uh, kind of just hat, like the cool hat that they wore back in those old days. Tell me more about the clothes that this monster is wearing. It is hard to tell because uh, it appears that they have been torn up and decayed over time. There are white scraps on top of gray scraps on its torso. Like it was wearing at least two layers of clothing. The outermost layer was white, and then the layer within that was gray. Okay. And wait, there's a bullet wound, you said? There's a hole in its chest. Does this Newsy's cap look like it's from our world? Is it yes, look it like- does. Okay. All right. So Henry looks at the hat and inspects it. And he says, guys, this look- this is like from our world, right? Like this isn't like a fantasy hat, right? Yeah, this is definitely, you know, this feels like the fries all over again. All this right. is definitely okay. some of our stuff in here. We're getting into some heavy shit, gang. Um, <laughs> feels like every bad dude I dated in high school. <laughs> the <hat>. <laughs> <laughs> the zombie caution. reaches down and like tips its own hat at you. Milady. Milady. Henry puts the newsy cap on and uh, steps into the cool. into the room. Okay, cool. Before I go in, I cut a foot off of my 50-foot rope, which I also have, <laughs> and right. I use it to tie my lantern to the end of my 10-foot pole, and now I'm walking into the room with the lantern on the end of the 10-foot pole cool. to That's cast fun. light about the room. Okay, so that means you can stand in the doorway and still sort of see what's going on inside the room. Okay. So you are coming in from, let's say, the west entrance of this room. Oh boy, get the pen and paper out, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to be sim relatively simple with it. We're going full fucking Zork text adventure shit. So in this room, you can tell that there is the door to the west, which you are currently standing in the doorway of. Mm -hmm. There's a door to the north, to the east, and to the south. And this particular room, there is like a couch against one wall, 
and a chair with a desk and what seems to be like an old rotary phone next to it, like an old classic water cooler that's made of like glass, uh, some very dead plants, some framed pictures that have shattered and the the pictures inside have rotted away. I motion every reporter, guys, get a load of this. And I very cautiously enter the room. I follow. To the north, there is a closed door. And in front of the closed door are about four or five dead goblins. Their eyes are all bugged out. The veins on their necks are bulging out. They look like they're in incredible agony. They're dead in a little pile in front of the door. The doors to the east and south are just closed. Guys, what the heck is going on in here? There was a zombie guy with a newsboy cap. This room looks like it was from... Yo, the one time I went to New York City, we saw this experimental play called Sleep No More, and it looked (laughs) a lot like this. It was a lot of, you know, it was more Mercedes thing than mine. I didn't really get it, but there was a lot of this stuff going on. environmental storytelling. You could open up the drawers, look at that stuff. That one had the nudity, right? Yes. Yes. If you did it right. That was Daryl asking. Oh, sure. Yeah, I realized after you asked. Ron goes over to the rotary phone. Okay. Maybe like... As a dog. Yeah, as a dog. And then like sort of muzzles the receiver off of the thingy thing. Oh, good idea, Ron. Good. Call for help, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I pick up the receiver, see if there's anything, if I can hear anything. No dial tone. No dial tone, unfortunately. Hey, so I mean, I guess this is weird, but like considering I just found out you're from here originally, I mean, I guess there's just some whole crossover stuff going on. So this is really- Like Sliders. It's a good show. This is freaking me out. <laughs> of course, Daryl likes sliders. Of course, Daryl's the a idea that Daryl's having arguments with Carol about like I don't know why you like stuff like Primer when there's perfect sci-fi like sliders there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they go, it's, they go to a dinosaur planet and then they got to save a raptor. It's easy. What else do you need? Henry is going to inspect these shattered picture frames. Mm. The pictures inside have yellowed and decayed to the point where you can't really tell what you're looking at, but you can generally get the sense that they were like from the neck up portraits of people. But we can't, like, they're all faded? Yeah, they're really faded. I mean, you can tell from, like, the neck area that they're wearing, like, collared suits. And, like, one of them is wearing, like, a white coat. You can't make out the faces with any degree of specificity. What on earth happened here? Mm. What happened here? It's the ultimate immersive cinema. Spooky Space Station, what happened here? Daryl (laughs) takes a torch and he goes over to the goblins. He's making sure they're actually dead. He's trying to figure out, like, if there's something, like, can he speak through them? Can Can he he poke at them with a 10-foot pole? As you approach the goblins, I go, Daryl, Daryl, poke with the pole. We don't know. This guy was dead and he came out those guys come back to life i'm taking the pole and i'm holding my torch and i'm slowly heading towards the dead bodies okay so you're gonna and then I, do what with the dead bodies and then i'm gonna poke <laughs> okay <laughs> so you poke the dead bodies pulse pounding D action <laughs> we've immediately zeroed in on the D 1.0 strategy exactly which is just act like a big baby <laughs> I poke an eye. Okay, so the, you can't fake that. You can accept like getting poked, but like you get poked in the eye, they're moving. I like that. Daryl's right. So you poke the eye and you meet some resistance and uh, the eye meat yields and the pole just goes into its eye and just goes inside of it. And the goblin to which the eye is attached does not react in any way. It is dead. definitely the dead. The eye meat yields is my band and you guys are more than welcome to join. I thought that was the last Tool album. <laughs> Daryl obviously turns his eyes away from that disgusting sight. And uh, he's going to gently lean over the goblins and inspect the door uh, behind them. There's a door with a handle and a keyhole. I peek through the keyhole. You cannot see anything. It's dark. Mm. I whisper through the keyhole. Maybe there's a key around here. Hey, is there a key in the, on the other side? I'm whispering through the keyhole. Does anybody have a key over there? Silence. Guys, I think we need a key and there's nobody over there. Or if there is, they're probably scary and they don't trust us. I use my muzzle to root around in the pockets of the goblins. And I'm like, oh. oh uh, you arr. find uh, five gold pieces, but otherwise nothing else. I pocket them in my dog pockets. 
<laughs> Dog pockets. Um. Hey, check if the door is actually locked. You wrench down on the handle. Slowly. I didn't wrench down, Anthony. I'm checking slowly. <laughs> we'll see you in 10 episodes for when we get through to the next room, guys. Yeah. No, you, you, we're not, no. You put your hand on the handle, you hold it, and then you rotate your wrist. And with a, a loud hiss, a green gas comes out of the keyhole. And so now you have to roll oh, for saving throw for poison. I close my mouth. Yeah, that'll work. So roll a d20. Well, guys, it was nice knowing you. Don't worry. <laughs> I rolled a four. Ooh. I'm having really bad rolls. Am I saving? It says death ray or poison. Like those are the same fucking thing. Stupid ass game. Death <laughs> ray or poison is a 13. So the original rules of D&D 1.0, it mentions poison 23 separate times. Not once of the 23 separate times that poison is mentioned does it say what poison does. So it is generally agreed upon that failure of a poison saving throw just insta-kills you. What? So unfortunately, with that in mind, uh, Dan Marino, his eyes begin to bug out, the veins on his neck begin to pulse out. He clasps- Ooh, that, was he, the, that was the clue, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it that was. was the clue. He grabs at his <laughs> neck. <laughs> no. Daryl! Daryl, no! Oh, wait, he's not really- Oh, man! Oh, jeez. Ron starts uh, nudging him with his muzzle and whining and then looking oh. around for somebody to help his master. Don't open any doors. Just- Oh, God. And then oh, he lays geez. down next to the body. Oh, it's okay, Ron. I hold on to Ron, and I fall to sleep forever. So the next thing that you see when you open your eyes, Daryl, is Canary, Glenn, the Lord of Chaos, and Peyton, who notices that you're awake and comes over. And he's like, whoa, you're up. What happened? And uh, the Lord of Chaos is like, yes, yes, tell us. Did you die? What happened? Are you dead? Oh, man, it was kids. I mean, first of all, your dad's going to be fine because nothing can happen to him down there. But, I mean, damn Reno didn't survive for more than five minutes. I mean, there's a poison <laughs> door. There's dead goblin bodies everywhere. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty bummed out. Like, I feel like I could have done more in there, but like, It's important it was that fast. you tried your best, Daryl. The Lord of Chaos says, uh, 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 dead goblins, and you hear the sound of pupils getting larger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the sound of pupils dying. <laughs> he died in five minutes, huh? That sounds... <laughs> Awful. No, no, no. Just to clarify, your dad was like had it totally under control. He's no, 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 doing I, totally we, fine we, we, there. We, we, we I was know, just being an Papa idiot. Papa H has it under control. I'm just <laughs> just thinking about the incredible danger that you were in that you died immediately five minutes in. What a what a what a, what a tragedy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Glenn and Canary are having a little conversation. Like, hey, Canary, do you guys have like fried zucchini or anything like that, or like fried potatoes? Because I think you're just gonna do vegetables. You're eating them kind of gross. Do you guys do that? You fry stuff up? Why remove the delicious taste of a vegetable by making it all taste like oil? And, and, Glenn kind of crosses his arms. Like, it just feels like you're not being very good hosts if you're not going to accommodate <laughs> my dietary needs. Hey, guys, That's I all. died. <laughs> I, I, I lost. I lost right away. How's it going, Glenn? Well, I'm just trying to get our diet situation all set up, and they got vegetables Your friend here, died. But... Did you not want to deal with, with... I mean, he's right here. He's You, you good, Daryl? What's that smell, Glenn? I'll tell you what the smell isn't. It's not the smell of, uh, like, French fries. They're, I'm supposed to perform, and I'm accustomed to certain things in the backstage area. Actually, I'm, I'm down with that. If you got fries or something, that'd be great. I'm pretty hungry. People are hungry, Canary. 24, Glenn persuades. 24, okay. Hey, kids, you want fries? Oh, obviously, of course. I'm so hungry. I have the munchies. Ah, I look at Daryl. I'm like, they're fine. They didn't smoke weed. Uh, so yeah, Canary goes to get some. She's like, I guess I'll go get some pota- and some oil, I guess, and a pot. I don't know why you would do this, but fine. And she walks off. I go with her to explain how to deep fry vegetables. Great. 
So we're back in the dungeon. It's okay, Ron. He's in a better place because he's back over there and not. He's fine. Oh. So I forgot to mention, the door does open, though. Sorry, if we were so busy feeding <laughs> back in the dungeon. And it opens into a broom closet. And inside the broom closet, there is a file cabinet. Okay, let's just, just keep cool. Here's what I'd like to do. And Henry takes his dagger and he cuts the hand off of Dan Marino. Oh. And he sticks it on to the end of Ron's 10-foot yeah. pole. Oh, my God. I cut another 10 feet of rope and tie, like, basically, I want to rig this up like a claw grabber. So Holy that, like, shit. we can tug the hand to operate stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, shit. yes. You're tightening Holy his fist. Shit. Yes, basically what I'm thinking is there's a string tied around each of Ron's fingers. Well, not Ron's fingers. I guess it'd have to be my fingers because Ron's a dog and then like each of <laughs> oh, those wait, wait, strings wait. okay like a string tied around my tail so that when I pull my tail back it like extends the hand yes and, so Ron yeah. has a, basically a claw grabber sticked on the end of his dog head that's rigged up 10 feet away and he can use his tail to manipulate it fantastic the way it's strapped to Ron sounds like a Dr. Seuss book where they have like a creature and there's like a carrot you know hanging out in front <laughs> yes, of them yes. it's that but it's Dan Marino's arm <laughs> it's Dan Marino's arm it's got a Super Bowl it's ring Dan on Marino's it super buff arm with a Ronnie Super Bowl He's not from this land. Ronnie Doggy finds a severed hand. <laughs> nice. What do you call it, Henry? Do you call it Mage Hand? Uh, yeah. It is a Mage Hand, yeah. That's nice. really funny. So we've got Mage Hand now. Okay, Ron, I think we should proceed with caution into this room. Do you smell any more poison? Ron, do you think the poison's gone? Do I roll smell? When the door opens, you can see that on the reverse side of the door, there is a big old vial of green liquid hooked up to a mechanism that connected to the lock. Oh, I see. And so it's, it's like a little it's chamber. Gone? No, the poison is still there in a vial, but it's like whatever latch or whatever catch triggered it, it was triggered by the opening of the door, not like the room itself. Okay. Well, I guess by the fact that we're not dead we know there's no more poison in the air so let's proceed with caution Brilliant. into this room what do you say ron bark i mean yes okay let's do it <laughs> the longer ron spends as a homunculus dog the closer he becomes a dog uh, yeah, like, i really like i don't think he'll ever recover <laughs> we go into the room the only thing in this room is the file cabinet it's a very small room ron i'm gonna stand 10 feet back what do you say you open that filing cabinet with your dog hand i'm gonna try to do it okay what do I have to roll? I don't think you have to roll for that. Yay! Oh my god, that's so great. I was like, oh damn. But now it's like, yeah, I could just do it. Okay, I do it with the old mage hand. All right, so what's going to happen is generally the way that D&D 1.0 works is anytime you do something that would require any amount of time, I have to roll on the like wandering monster table to see if a monster hears you or comes in or whatever the heck. Oh, it hasn't been that long. And no, no monsters show up. You open the file cabinet and inside is a ring. Oh, a ring. man. I inspect the ring. You can't tell necessarily what it does on its own. You'd have to put it on. Uh, actually, no, I don't know if this is how it works, but whatever. I feel like you could probably roll like your intelligence or your wisdom or something to get like a vibe. Vibe check. <laughs> I'm going to do a vibe check. Vibe check's been around since D&D 1.0. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I'm going to do an intelligence vibe check on the dice. So what do I roll for that? A d20? Uh, yeah, why not? I think it's an engagement ring. I got a seven. You can at least tell that it's not, like, cursed. It's not going to be a bad thing if you put it on and it's, it's not going to be inextricable from your... From your... Okay, what does it look like? What is it looks the like ring? an engagement ring. <laughs> it looks like an engagement ring. So on the uh, inside lip of the ring, uh, you can see the letters carved SW. This is like Benedict Cumberbatch saying he's con. <laughs> this means nothing to Henry, so... Uh, <laughs> all right, there's an engagement ring, SW. I wonder what that's about. Well, let's pocket this. This might come in handy later. Do you want to try one of these other rooms? 
Uh, sure, yeah. Hey, Ron, we're having a good vibe on this adventure. I'm having fun. This is, I'm not having fun. It's scary, but you know, like. It turns out the secret for the Ron-Henry duo team up is for Ron to be a dog. Yeah, we should look for <laughs> another door or something. How are you? All right. You know, it was pretty traumatizing seeing Dan Marino kind of just die in front of us, you know. Uh, anyway, we should just be careful. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the, let's go to the another, another door. Do you want to try the door to the east or the door to the south? Well, let's try the door to the east. Okay, so door to the east is locked. There is a keyhole. You try the handle, poison comes out, and you die. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go south. So uh, in the southern room, the entire floor is covered in loose papers with, like, typed up, like, typewriter, like, ink on them and stuff like that. The entire floor is covered with papers with the exception of one band that bisects the room from west to east. You're facing south. And on the other side of this band, on the southeast corner of the room, there is a door. Ron, I got a real feeling that we should shove a 10-foot pole towards that band <laughs> That's before we I go through thinking. it. I got a real bad feeling about that invisible line. That's all I'm going to say. But before we do that, though, I want to check out these papers. What is this all about? So I, I look down and I read one of the papers. So on the papers, you see what seems to be a lot of very technical and military speak. You see things about tests failing. You see things about experiments not quite uh, resulting in the jewel output that you wanted. Just give me a straight D20 roll just for luck's sake. I got a 14. Okay, so 14 is not quite going to get you to the special thing that I've got mm. hidden in there. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to roll again, you can. And I'll just roll in Wandering Monster. What about the doggo? Wait, Ron gets to roll, right? I did, and I got a five. Oh. You got a five. Okay, so also did not help. I can roll again, but that means a monster might show up? It means I'll roll, and if I get a six, a monster will show up. Okay, I'm going to, you know, I feel like there's something special hidden in these papers, something important. I'm going to keep looking. I got a 10. Ron, you want to go again? Sure. I got a two. So yeah, no, I rolled a one before. I rolled a one again, so no wandering monsters show up. You can, again, continue to do this for as long as you want. So basically, you only have to beat a 12 now if you want to find what the thing is. I feel like we're okay. getting close. I'm, fucking, I'm going again, bro. <laughs> I'm going again, too. I got a six. <laughs> I got 17. Woo! Hey, 17. there we go. Okay, so with the, 17, with the 17, your little adorable wet doggy nose finds a scrap of paper that, unlike the rest of them, isn't completely covered in text. Only a couple of words are visible on it in the dead center of the page, and uh, it's in quotation marks, and it says, Heart's Greatest Desire. Is this, is this a screenplay? Is this look like a screenplay to you? What on earth is going on here? All right. Well, let's file that away in our with the rest of our mysterious clues, and I think we should press on. You should know that I also have, uh, let's see, two small sacks. And a backpack. Hey. That's good to know. It's good to, it's, it's, that's You know, a, I that's could a, toss one of the, the sacks. So you wanted to throw a sack or hit the band with a stick or something? I think, Ron, my feeling is let's get way back and then let's chuck one of your sacks at it. Okay. Oh, you should, like, put some, like, goblin parts in it so it has some weight. Yeah. I got the idea to do that all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but like when you throw it, you got to hold on to my collar so I don't retrieve it. <laughs> ooh, ooh, good point. Good point, Ron. Good point. Stay. And I hold Ron's collar and I throw the bag at the line in the ground. You throw it at the area of the ground that has no papers on it. And for a second, nothing happens. And then you hear a click. And the entire band uh, in the center of the room turns out to be a trap door. It opens up. The bag falls down and you hear a as it's uh, stabbed through by a bunch of spikes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do want to point out that as an elf, I am supposed to be able to sense doors. So I don't know if this trap counts as a door, but uh, I wouldn't count. I guess it as not. One. It's really more of a trap. Like, go fuck it's a trap pit. <laughs> Shoot. Is there anything? There's a door on the other side. You yes, on the other side of the band, which there you is another sense, door. By the way, yeah, which you said you could feel it the second you before <laughs> you right, see it, you smell you. it. <laughs> what if you 
hold on to my collar and I'll go just sort of like one foot at a time across and we'll just do a little hop over the center line together. Uh, yeah, I, I guess let's go with that. You go first, Ron. Okay, I'm going to go first and then I put my little paws uh, or my big boy paws on all of the the papers and stuff like that. Maybe I look around, see if I notice anything cool that I could take with me back into the... <laughs> no, you don't Ooh, see anything okay. cool. Ron's a plunderer. <laughs> you step over. I'm not going to make you roll for it or anything. You just manage to step over the band and uh, nothing happens. The trap door does not open. All right, I follow Ron and then we... Apply but this time it. it kills you. Weird. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, it works fine. Okay, I inspect the door. So you can tell that the door is not trapped and my wandering monster roll, nothing came up. But you also hear two voices inside. They're going like, we, we gotta get back to the boss. And they go, no, there's gotta be something else in this room. It can't just be a key. There's nothing else in the fucking room, but a key. What a pain to the ding dong. I told you we shouldn't have come in here. God, how, who knows how long we've been in here? <laughs> Ron, there's, what do you think of these guys in there? I don't know. I don't know how long they've been in there either, but I'm kind of <laughs> starting to wonder how long we've been in here. Like, how old is my dog in dog years, but how old am I in human years, you know? Oh my God, what if it's an interstellar thing and we come out and everyone else is way older? Oh, we gotta, there's no time to lose. We gotta hurry up. Henry opens the door. So inside, you see two goblins, and they turn to face you, and uh, I'm going to make a morale roll for them, because there's a chance that they'll just go like, ah, and run. I have a pretty high charisma score. Can I do anything with that? Uh, fortunately, in this mode, uh, charisma only matters about, like, hiring, like, hirelings and oh, stuff. Oh, other fighting men. Yes, yes, other fighting men. Damn, Reno had really high charisma, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to roll 2d6 for their morale, and they got an 8, which means that they have an uncertain reaction. So the two goblins turn and they go, ah, what? Who's, who are you? Who are you? Hmm, you're not from here. Those clothes are not, hmm, what are, what are, what's going on? I step forward and do a good boy sit and wag my tail and stick out my tongue like, you know. Like a friend of the That's a good boy. It seems to be a good boy. Yes, isn't it? Yes, it appears to be a good boy. Hmm. Hmm. What if this other <laughs> one? I say, hail and well met, friends. We are wanderers searching this dungeon for clues about my past. This honesty is the best policy, I feel like. You know, you go in, you shoot straight. Sure. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Learn that from Daryl. The goblins go like, by answers, do you mean treasure? Ducats? No, we, you, we're not here for treasure. Whatever treasure you guys are looking for, that's up to, you know, I'm looking for the treasure of knowledge, you see, about my own past. Oh, okay, then in that case, and they both take out daggers and they just go, back off, back off. And they just start walking slowly toward the door toward you. And they're just like, we need to get it back up to the second floor. Just fuck off. Hey, you do you, man. You do you. Just yeah. watch out. There's a trap in that room. Don't step on the middle part. <laughs> we know we came over the trap in the first place. We're All right, smart. Well, See? Smart. Smart. You're very smart. Then why are you going back in the other way then? Because we have to go back up to our boss to report what we found down here. Obviously. Well, obvi can we come with you? You know what? Yes. Yes. Why Do you not? guys know how to get through this dungeon? It seems really dangerous. Like We vaguely remember... How to get up to the third floor, yes, vaguely, but not like specifically, not so much that you won't have to do the puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds good to me. Sounds good. Do you guys want to team up to get up to the third floor together? Mm, yes, but we reserve the right to stab you in the face if we think you're not being toured with us. Okay, well, we will be fully toured with you um, <laughs> if you are toured with us. So, um, was there, you guys were talking about a key in here, though. Is there like a key we should pick up? One of them goes, yes, this key. And the other one goes, don't fucking show the key. What if they're going to kill us to take the key? And the other goes, well, it's... It's this key. Okay, well, you hold on to the key. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything in here we were leaving behind. Hey, Henry Oak, nice to meet you, fellas. Mm, 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 mm. I cannot give you my name because that will give you power over me. So instead, follow me 
while my friend looks at you with a knife in his hand and hatred in his eye and keep your distance. Okay. So he leads you back to the locked door. They put the key in, they open the door, and you see a stairway leading upward, which doesn't make any sense seemingly because this is underground. This hatch is underground. Why is it doing that? Whoa! Oh, it's like a TARDIS. Ron and I are going to follow the goblins up the stairs to the second floor. Let's go back outside with Glenn and see what he's up to. So I'm with Canary, and we're in the cooking area, I guess, because I'm looking at the kitchen that they have. What does that look like? It's basically just a bunch of uh, raw vegetables placed very neatly next to each other. A very, very large spice rack. No meat that you can see, really. Um, communal bowls, communal plates. Do they have, like, an old-timey, like, um, cooking pot, like, in the middle of a bubbling stew going yes. at all times, like old times? Yes, they have exactly that. Then they fill that pot up with some hot oil. You know what I'm saying? We put some veggies in it. Canary wanting to be a good host is like, I guess so. Okay, fine. And she just starts pouring Thank out. Thank you. That's Is it too much to ask? Just let me know if I'm being imposing. I just have very few requests. That's all. Okay, so huh. you're you're doing that. Daryl, what are you doing? Daryl's mostly watching Glenn. And then uh, I go up to Glenn. I go, hey, uh, I, I'm all down for getting us some food. But like, don't you think we could be doing a little like, I don't know. Like checking in on Barry or just like... Barry knows our faces. We got to keep a low profile. And I just think that it would be smart if we lay the seeds for a potential escape if things get a little bit spicy here. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, I'm hungry. How are you, how, how are you doing that? Check this out. And I hold my finger out. I, I know this prank. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a magical forest, right? Yeah. I'm looking at Anthony because when last time someone held their finger out, a bird alighted upon it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bird comes down... And goes, little Caesar's here. What's going on? <laughs> hey, little Caesar. Oh I'm so hungry. Hey, when we came in here, and I kind of go a little bit out of the way so that, you know, Canary and the Henry folk can't hear me. When we first got over here, we met some wolves. Mm-hmm. There were some other animals who didn't seem to like this place so much. Yes, yes. It's, it's kind of unpopular amongst a lot of animals. That's so... Not me, though. Not the birds. That's so unfair. Has anyone tried just talking to them and... Trying to convince them that this place is pretty cool? The talking to them is usually what makes them sick of this place. Could you do me a favor? Could you just go find some of these animals and, and bring them over here? I want to have a word with them because I think they got everything wrong about this place. Daryl leans over to Peyton and he whispers like, hey, Peyton, how how much <laughs> did Glenn smoke? Uh, like a, a pretty big spliff, but like for him, definitely not enough to make it. it this I think this is peak Glenn we're dealing with. I don't think this is weird okay. high Glenn. I think this is adorable. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, good okay, good question, just, though, son. Keep, keep yeah, your head in the game. Keep your head in the game. Yeah. Can you, can you get some of these right. other animals here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I could go get a deer and maybe a bear and maybe a beaver and maybe uh, a muskrat. Just and- every, you know what? Tell <laughs> as many as you. I'm going to look around for like a meeting place that I can kind of like have a communion with the animals when they show up eventually. And I'm going to point that out to Little Caesar's back. Help me meet me over in that clearing over there or whatever. Oh, absolutely. I would love to. Okay. All right. All right. Little Caesar away. And she flies away. And everybody roll, uh, give me perception with disadvantage. Oh, man. Back to, let me pull my other character Back to 5e, yeah. Feel the whiplash. Seriously, I have seven dice. I've not gotten double digits on this, so I got a one and a seven. I got a 21 and a 16. No, fuck you, double disadvantage. Roll again. <laughs> double, double disadvantage. Double disadvantage. Double secret probation. What is <laughs> this shit? Double 21, di- 16, 17. Go God fuck damn yourself. It. Oh, All right. Uh, Glenn's so, in the zone right now, bitch. Oh. I got fucking locked in on this motherfucker. All right, so. I feel like Freddy's in a in different world right now. <laughs> yeah, Freddy's playing a That's... weird single-player RPG that the rest of us are not privy to the rules of. Glenn notices this like a half a second too late, 
which is that everybody's sitting there looking at Canary trying to pour oil to into tempura. a large cauldron to make tempura, essentially. Hell yeah. Peyton's there. Daryl's there. You're there. But the Lord of Chaos is not. And Glenn, you turn just in time to see the Lord of Chaos running at full sprint toward the hatch. And the Lord of Chaos leaps into the air toward the open entrance of the hatch, which will, if they land, immediately age them like 50 years. And they leap into the air and they go, power! Oh my God! God. Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson, Anthony Birch as our DM slash referee, Will Campos as Henry Oak, Beth May as Ron Stampler, and myself, Freddie Wong as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is All Right by Maxton Waller. Word to the patrons, people like Zach Wotruba, Rita Willard, Lee Morgan, Fiat Lux, that's the name of a car, David Brian Scott, Joe D, Eric Ambrust, Kat Kerwin, Sean McKee, Emily Martin, Kelly McHugh, Blake David, Eric with a K, all you Eric's with a C, I'm sorry, Whitey04, and Benjamin Bate. If you haven't yet, now would be a good time to check out At the Mountains of Dadness, which is a three-part miniseries we played in the Call of Cthulhu system about our grandparents. Anthony assures me, by the way, that you don't need to have heard Mountains of Dadness to sort of know what's going on in this campaign. It's more that you'll just feel extra special because you'll recognize some of the Easter eggs we've peppered in here and there. Again, it's not necessary for the enjoyment of the main storyline, but episode one is on this feed. We released it last year, so give it a shot, and if you like it, check out the whole series by either becoming a patron because all the patrons got mountain of dadness for free at patreon.com slash dungeons and dads or heading to our website dungeonsanddaddies.com if you're going to poke around on our website by the way we're in the middle of tweaking our merch so that we'll be able to offer more items and have reasonable international shipping rates for once so we'll keep you posted on that but right now you still can get the digital downloads for at the mountains of dadness and the rocks rock ep by henry oak you can follow us on twitter at dungeons and dads reddit.com slash r slash dungeons and daddies thank you so much for listening our next episode is coming at you september 1st so we will see you then there was a time when you could read between the lines you know they never brought you down never brought you down no actually like it was good that there was so much going on in will's segment because i did honestly mispronounce hors d'oeuvres in a way like that i was like oh this is why people do that because like when flashback and let's i'm gonna flashback right now to that and isolate (laughs) computer isolate beth's audio from the previous segment (laughs) enhance enhance like or or wow you really did beth Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect? Or are we? Or are we? Aura. We Aura. Aura Frames. Aura Frames. If you got pictures of seals, I know where you should go. Crank them onto your Aura Frames and give it to your mom. There's a big scroll that you're like, I got to take a picture of that. (laughs) (laughs) Aura Frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames. You can put pictures of seals on there if you want. You can put pictures of Seal, the singer, on there if you want. They allow you to share display. You can buy a bunch of these and put other like grow stuff on them for your goon room. It's true. It allows you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload <laughs> and share a goon photos. room your mom's comfortable walking into. <laughs> <laughs> v 
via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame. Listen to this, Anthony, with preloaded photos and memories. There we Dude, go. I preloaded my Aura frame with pictures of Pitbull and Pitbulls. So sometimes I get Mr. Worldwide and sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> no matter just, what, you win. I'm just being silly. I have great photos on my Aura frames and I love it. It's so a there. great Mother's Day gift this year, Beth. You could give mom. I already did. I did it for last month. Yeah, I got one for my mom, too. You moms did. fucking love moms it. Love moms love this shit. Listen to me for Aura. From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an Aura. That's like a frame. goon room that- for a mom is just supposed <laughs> 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 Name the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and select it. Go in there and you see how long you can go without calling your kids. (laughs) 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 And select it as one of Oprah's favorite things. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use the code DUNGEONS at checkout for your mom to save. Terms and conditions apply. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Haya. Oh, wow. I did not realize I was surrounded by some black belts in karate. It's not martial art, Beth. It's a pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. Most of the time when you talk about children's vitamins, it's just candy. It's just gummy bears. I don't tell oh. my mom. That was my whole trick as a little kid. Was it? Yeah, I'd be like, mm, I'm, I want some vitamins, mom. But really, I just wanted that sweet, sugary goodness. Most oh, I thought you were going to say you replaced your vitamins with gummy bears. Because that would be that a, move. a smarter a move. I could have done that. Well, you might as oh, well, well, because most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and contribute to Disgusting. a of health issues. Ew, gross. Hi fills the common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins Ooh. and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, 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 B12. That one came out weird. It was freshly here for vitamin B12. Vitamin D, B12. That's why this is the Oh, we got our Folate, vitamin C. <laughs> it's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, non-GMO, everything else. Would you say that this product is a hunk of hunk of burden love? It's designed for kids two and up and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. They taste good even though I don't take I don't take them. Oh, I'm too my pills, <laughs> my gummies. <laughs> they also have a new kids probiotic and nighttime essentials. We worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling yeah. children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash daddies. This deal is not available on their regular website. This is a special Secret URL. You understand? Deal. Deal is website. One for the money and two for the great vitamins you're getting. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H HayaHealth.com slash daddies and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.